info dump or don't say a word Move my head around like a startled bird Can't do housework when I choose When I win I convince myself I lose Fabric feels weird against my skin I gotta hold my breath when I take out the bin Can't go out cause it's too hot and bright I can't sleep at night cause there's too much light The bees in my brain won't let me speak My thought process is quite unique The mask comes off or now I'm weird Everything is as I We've all had enough, but we still want more. Leave me alone. I don't want interference. Why not, mate? That's your autistic experience. Hello and welcome to the Autistic Experience, your one-stop shop podcast for all things neurodivergent news, commentary, weird stuff, guinea pigs, and this week, presents, because it is now December. Scary. Yay! Merry Christmas! Yeah. My name is Kieran, as always, joined by Chloe. Hey. Hey. It is the. Just check. <laughs> it is the 3rd of December, which means. It's coming closer. <laughs> it's coming. And by it, I mean Santa. He's coming to invade your personal space again. (laughs) You can hear the bells. You can hear the faint whispers of Mariah on the wind. (laughs) And Buble. (laughs) Michael and Mariah, the real worst (laughs) M&Ms. Yeah. Christmas M&M's. Yeah. Michael and Mariah. Even worse than the peanut ones. <laughs> anyway, that's not the podcast. The podcast is us <laughs> looking at news stories for the last week and also some various other things that we get onto a bit later on. But whilst we're chatting, you know, uh, you can always go find us on Instagram at The Autistic Experience. Go give us a follow. We'd much appreciate it. And of course, if you fancy leaving some sort of rating review on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on, that would also be much appreciated and is acceptable as a form of Christmas present. Ooh, mm. Yes. We like those. Yeah. So as the show normally goes, we're going to start off with home news. Now, what have we been home up to? News. Well, still more driving lessons for you. Yeah, on on that saga, we had we've done three in the past past week. Yeah. Week. So since the last episode, we've done three. Yeah, we you've did... probably done more driving than I have. Yeah, I think I have. We did one that went really badly. I feel like I had a small mental breakdown. And then we did one where I was really reluctant to go above like six miles an hour yeah. again because <laughs> I didn't want to do it. And then we had one a couple of days ago on Thursday that um, I think went very well. Yeah, yeah. And I did. You've some... got up to the dizzying heights of twenty-six miles an hour in yeah, third gear. I did. I went into third. Freaked yeah. out a little bit. Immediately went back down to second. Yeah, but I got there, and that's good. And. And I did some other things with other people on the road, and I didn't have an accident. Yeah, st- still not crashed into anyone, which yeah. makes you a better driver than my sister. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I've nearly, though, 
I've nearly, I've come close. I yeah, think. but nearly is just another word for didn't, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's true. fine. It's true. But yeah, that's going well, and I am now ready to take my test. <laughs> <laughs> I have had five lessons, I want to yeah, say. that's plenty. Uh, I can take my that's test plenty. now. That's fine. I've got it. I know how to make it go. That's, yeah. that's all I need. And well, as we've said before, you know, the best hope you can possibly have for a driving test is that you get stuck in traffic. Yeah. Which is quite likely around here at the moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so road works maybe I everywhere. should just book my test now because of all the roadworks. Yeah, have, have <laughs> like... Well, have a look at the stats <laughs> and figure out when the most likely time for roadworks are. Yeah, and then I can book it then. Yeah. So I only have to go like in the first gear. Just yeah, like just start, stop, start, start, stop, start, basically, stop. and that's it. Don't yeah. <laughs> touch anything else. Actually, I'll, I'll drive ahead of you and then cause oh, some sort of commotion. Yeah, I'll cause you, a traffic you drive jam. ahead and put L plates on the car and just drive at like at like seven. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry about this assessor. But this this learner in front is yeah. just going exactly the same way as me, and it's really inconvenient. Or I get a car. We can get a caravan. We'll borrow a caravan, <laughs> yeah. hook yeah. it up to the car, and oh, ju- I'll just God. drive it at four miles. Oh, God. <laughs> Neurodivergent news. News. Now, as always, this section of the show is about us just going through some of the news stories that have caught our attention from the last week. They might be good, they might be bad, they might be somewhere in between, they might be shoddily written, they might be interesting. Who knows? It's a bit of a mixed bag, mm-hmm. but we'll see what we end up with this week. Now, our first story today was published on ITV on the 28th of November, and it's a story from Wharton, which is near Blackpool. Which, as you discovered yesterday, <laughs> oh yeah, or the other day was the most deprived yeah. place in the country. Yes, yeah, and has been for a while now. Blackpool takes the win. <laughs> yeah, this story is that a Wharton mum has opened an accessible chip shop so that her autistic son quote has a job for life. And just in case our incessant ramblings don't necessarily get the message across. You can go and read this article as long as the other articles and stuff we talk about. Go look at our Instagram page at The Autistic Experience and we'll have references to everything we talk about on there so that, just in case, we don't make what we're saying super clear. It's entirely possible. Our Mm -hmm. brains work like that. You Mm -hmm. can go and read them yourself. So it's a place called Oliver's Chippy. This is in Wharton near Blackpool. And this lady opened it after there was a comment on a on a forum. Someone called her son a burden on the state, which stinks to me of quite an old person. Yeah, yeah, I agree. She basically decided to kind of open the chip shop in 2021. So it's been going for a good two and a bit years now, and she's made it as accessible as possible. So they've got like um, visual screens on the tills. Mm. so it's not just the words it's like you know you know what you're ordering so in general yeah the kid is uh, 12 years old at the moment i think so mm-hmm. the idea is that she's been getting him in to kind of train him up on stuff so that when he becomes an adult he can take over the place and then he's got a job for life which is really quite helpful considering the amount of trouble it takes most of us to get into any sort of job no i know and then stick with it as well yeah yeah well it's nice that he'll grow up with it and it will become familiar to him. And hopefully that will make it easier for him to stay settled in, like as an adult. 
But I mean, I just wanted to say that chippies are a very important place. Getting chips is very important. And I think the fact that they've made it accessible to everybody is fantastic because nobody should miss out on the chippy. I hope the chips are nice. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> I mean, I've never found a chippy that's as good as the ones where I'm from, but orange chips are the best chips. Like, no, no one from the black country will ever... If anyone mentions the word chips around them, they go, oh, we got orange chips. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't experienced you, you, You've got chips, them. but they're not orange, are they? Yeah. And nobody from outside the black country ever really knows what they are, are you? No. And they've never heard of them, and they've never tried them, and everyone's missing out because yeah, they're what, the best chi- Chips with what, orange slices or chips made out of oranges? No, obviously not. <laughs> Just for the, for the purposes of information, what are orange chips? So orange chips are battered, and don't quote me on this, but I think they've got like some different, slightly different seasoning on sometimes, but for the most part... Their their selling point is that they're basically kind of loosely battered chips. So like the same batter you get on your battered sausage, they put on the chips. So something that's already wildly unhealthy because it gets deep fried is made more wildly unhealthy with the addition of batter. Yeah, but they're amazing. And they they're, because they're battered, they look a bit orange. And they're like the best things in the world, and they ba- they barely exist anymore for some reason. So yeah, it's because everyone who eats them <laughs> has a heart attack five minutes later. <laughs> but I recommend go to the black country if you ever find yourself in the black country for some reason. Get some orange chips and then get out. <laughs> yeah, or just don't go to the black country. Yeah, that's that's our top <laughs> tip for today. Don't, don't go to the black country. Do you think anybody actually visits it on purpose? Not like? really. No. <laughs> Any. Most people I know actively try to avoid it. Yeah, and just kind of Birmingham in general, that yeah. whole area. They just like go around it, man. <laughs> right, let's move on to our second article of the day. Uh, this one was also published on the 28th of November. So busy day, Ooh. busy day. Uh, this is on ADHDUK.co.uk. So it's the UK's ADHD charity. And it's an update on the ADHD medication shortage Ooh. with some lovely, lovely statistics because they sent a survey around a little while ago and the results have just come in. And boy, does it make not fun reading. No, I know. I thought that. So aside from the news that the main ADHD medication provider has said that they now expect the medication issues to continue until April 2024, which previously they had said, oh, it'll be fine from December. Now they've pushed it back another four months. Just wait until March and they go, oh, actually, we'll call it August, shall we? Other side of summer, maybe. Just call it October just to be safe. It's a long time, though. Four months when it comes to medication is a long time. Yeah. So let's have a look through some of these stats because they're not great. So there are a total of 1,054 respondents. Usually for like scientific basis, as we like to say, about 1,000 is a good number for Mm. being statistically significant. Yeah. Because anything less than that. You run into the risk of bias in yeah. some way, or skewed data points. But over a thousand is scientifically statistical. 
So with 1,054 respondents, uh, it says, <laughs> when asked the question, do you agree with the following? I am satisfied with the government's actions during this ADHD medication crisis. 94% of people are dissatisfied. 97% have been impacted by the ADHD medication supply issue. Only 15% of people with an ADHD prescription were actively contacted by their GP, which was required, it says, by the National Patient Alert. So all the, like, all the GPs should have been in contact to consult about the medication issue. But only 15% were. Yeah, that's not great, yeah. is it really? 25% have still had no contact at all. 11% have had their prescriptions stopped, which forced them to contact their GP. Which, you know, if you know anything about actually trying to make a GP appointment... Ugh, nightmare. ...means that it's it's worse than trying to get Coldplay tickets. Because, <laughs> like, 9am, <laughs> that Monday morning... like it's, Yeah, it's Coldplay for old people. Yeah, it is old play. <laughs> You're on the phone and it's like ringing for kind of 10 minutes and then finally the receptionist answers and you're like, hey, I need to book an appointment. They say, sorry, there's nothing left. And you're like, it's 9.01. Yeah, should have got here earlier. Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> it says uh, only 13% of people with an ADHD prescription are satisfied with their GP's actions. Yeah, it's not great. When you've got a lower satisfaction rating than the Prime Minister. Actually, let me just check yeah. that joke. Hang on. <laughs> do, do, do. No, Rig it's not Riggy. Riggy. <laughs> Riggy Sunak. <laughs> Riggy Sunsk. <laughs> what my fingers decided to type. <laughs> Riggy Sunsk. Approval rating. There we go. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's about a more or less correct joke. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, carrying on with the, the stats. Apparently you won't actually need to read this article when we're done with this, so let's keep going. <laughs> uh, only 8% have had uninterrupted medication, whereas 27% have had no medication since the supply issue started. Meanwhile, 33% have had long gaps and 25% have had short gaps. So that's not great, is it? No. And they're all, let's look at the big numbers. So 91% of people who take ADHD medication are concerned on the impact of their job, with 44% overall concerned that they may lose their job. Just think about that for a second, that because of, you know, this, this medication crisis, that these people with ADHD have kind of absolutely nothing to do with, like they're not, you know, remotely at fault or anything at all concern that they might lose their job because of it and like i mean we'll talk about this in a moment i suppose because this is one of the latest stats but you know you talk about mental health in people with adhd and how they can be kind of suffer from depression and low mood and then you add on to that the fact that taking away their medication might cause them to lose their job mm -hmm. so you know they can't kind of maybe pay their bills or buy food or pay the rent or whatever like it kind of keeps adding stuff on yeah. it makes it worse and worse like they're already not getting their medication which probably is making them struggle and then they're worried they're gonna lose their job like is it any wonder that again the later stat yeah we'll talk about now we'll, we'll yeah we'll go into that now yeah yeah well the the later one 
this is this is a fair warning for um, delicacy is amongst you. Yes, that we're going to be bringing up a slightly sensitive topic. That um, according to this, there has been an increase in individuals with new suicidal thoughts or increased suicidal thoughts of over sixty-two percent. And the the suicide rate for ADHD, it says, is much higher than the baseline anyway. So that that kind of just goes to show again, like, uh, and tying it into this one, that 75% of those who take ADHD medication and that are in a relationship are concerned about the impact on their relationship, with 28% thinking they may lose it. So you've got people who are already more prone to depression and more prone to things like suicide. Mm-hmm. And then you take away their medication, <laughs> yeah, and it just makes it even worse because now they're thinking, "Oh, I might lose my job, I might lose my partner," and you just get more depressed generally because yeah. your brain isn't regulated. So another f- another five months, yeah, maybe because the people currently, I mean, you've got these stats now. You know, there's still people that haven't been affected as badly yet, but. The longer you leave it, the more people are going to be mm-hmm. affected. Yeah. So, I, I'm, well, I, I wouldn't say looking forward, but I'm, I'd be interested to see the stats in another three months. Yeah. The other side of Christmas. Because you may actually get these people who are now saying they're concerned about losing their job or losing their relationships. They might lose their job. Yeah. And then you're putting them into this risk of suicidal thoughts and things which we've we've talked about before as well, that the kind of seeking help and therapy for, for that as somebody with ADHD is also extremely difficult at the moment. So it just seems like, you know, the whole the whole system is kind of being set up for people like us to fail, you know? Yeah. The, this medication shortage has been going on for quite some time now. So none of these stats should be really surprising in any sort of way. No. It's just that it is not getting anywhere near the level of of attention it needs. No. Nowhere near. Well, of course it's not, because it's a mental health thing, and the big government does not care about mental health. No. <laughs> but a solution, perhaps... <laughs> This next story I picked because I knew Chloe would be interested in it. Mm-hmm. So this is my kind let's, of story. Let, let's move on to the, the last story of today, <laughs> uh, which was also no way on the twenty eighth of November on Vice. Wow! So uh, the article is entitled "Microdosing Psychedelics Could Help People with ADHD." So it says, a new study shows that consuming tiny amounts of LSD or magic mushrooms could help ADHD sufferers with mindfulness. So I, I, I think we should probably say off the bat that we can't necessarily, you know, support this from a medical standpoint because we're not medical professionals, nor should you take the discussion of this as encouragement to go out and find your own magic mushrooms in fields and bogs or wherever they end up growing. But it's simply us just reporting that <coughs> it, it is an article that has been published. At the moment, psychedelics are illegal <laughs> in the UK. Therefore, we are not suggesting that you do this. It's just a hypothetical idea. It, we're looking at it we're... on scientific merit. Yeah, 
we're not advocating for it actively. No, because those sorts of things, when combined with things like driving, for example, so whereas like ADHD medication, you know, can actually help you drive, I imagine psychedelics won't. No, they can be quite dangerous if you if you don't take them properly or if you don't know how to take them. But that's kind of I think the point of this article is like it's it's saying that microdosing them through, you know, the NHS or through kind of medical professionals might be helpful because then it can be regulated. Like you're not taking it to get high, you know, or like go go on a trip. <laughs> you just like it would hypothetically be like a small amount that they would prescribe that that might help a little bit in a similar way to I suppose if you've got kind of PTSD sufferers can take small amounts of is it CBD uh, or cannabidiol yeah yeah like that that can like very small amounts of that can help with, yeah, with PTSD anxiety. and um, yeah like I suppose it would be a similar kind of concept similar idea yeah I, I just want to say like um because it is talking about it helping with mindfulness which is the ability to present and allocate attention to what you're currently experiencing and i feel very called out by what they've written here which is if you have adhd you may be able to relate to the sinking feeling of realizing you've zoned out completely under the shower head and can't recall if you've shampooed <laughs> your hair or not <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know sometimes when you do things so automatically in your brain somewhere else and you think did i do the thing or not and then you just worry about it don't you because you can't remember unless you check it or you do it again there's been times when i've left and like left the house in the morning for work and i'm like did i lock the garage did I lock the front door? I do it every day, but I genuinely can't remember whether I did it this morning because I just wasn't concentrating. You know, like, did I turn the heating off? Yeah. No, I didn't. Actually. Yeah. I thought about doing it, so my brain went, yep, that's done. Where I suppose the number of times when we make a cup of tea and then three hours later you go into the kitchen and go, oh. Oh, yeah, tea. There's tea on the side. <laughs> or when you've made tea, drunk tea, and then gone, didn't I make tea a while ago? <laughs> yeah, what, you forgot you drank the tea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you feel disappointed because there's no more tea to be had <laughs> yeah. so you make another one and then you go and do something else and then you forget it's yeah. there <laughs> you come back to cold tea later yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as somebody who thinks that certain consumables do not necessarily always need to be completely illegal <laughs> I personally would be in favour of something like this idea being further explored and being used as a treatment if it helps people. There was a section of medical history which was basically all of time until about 70 years ago or so mm. where cannabis was used quite mm. extensively as a treatment for things like you know, anxiety and pain. Yeah. And then I think it was just Americans got in a massive huff about it and then banned it. And we've been feeling the shockwaves ever since. And it's only kind of now that something that is seen as progressive as like, you know, medicinal can cannabis use is actually something that's been happening for thousands of years. Yeah. Previously. It's always them, isn't it? <laughs> it's always the American. 
let's move on to the next bit of the show, which normally is question of the week. But whilst planning this, I did remember that last week we mentioned we'd probably do some sort of Christmas present. Yes. Sorting guide or holiday present, I guess. There are various different festivals and things around December. So Mm. whatever you happen to be buying presents for. Here's your top tips. Top tips. (laughs) Uh, So my philosophy on buying presents is first and foremost, if anyone tells you specifically what they want, like they send you a link, under no circumstances get that. (laughs) But use it as inspiration for something better. Yeah. Because most of the things I end up getting you are things that you had no idea were a thing. Yeah. So if you limit yourself just to what people ask for, then you really do well limit yourself. And it's boring as well. It is quite boring, yeah. Because if you open something and go, oh, good, I was expecting this. Yeah. You need some element of surprise. Yeah. Although that said, you know, when we go on to the autistic side, you know, surprise <laughs> is not necessarily the best thing. So choose your presence wisely in that case. I suppose it depends on the person you're buying yeah, for. Yeah, does. Very much so. Which you would know. <laughs> but otherwise, I think just good present buying etiquette is things that, like, I, I know especially at Christmas, people tend to just buy tat yeah. for other people. Like <laughs> yeah. novelty things. Yeah. Which get maybe one use, maybe two, and then just sit in a cupboard for the rest of time until mm. they get thrown out. Yeah. So the the key to a good present is things people will use, yeah, and use like consistently, yeah. And I th- I think especially winter based presents, it's a very good opportunity to give people things to get through the next couple of months because like <laughs> January and February are like the most depressing months of the year because it's cold and dark, yeah. Unless you live in the southern hemisphere, in which case lucky you. But they just get cold and dark months in like. June and July. Mm, true. Moving onwards. <laughs> in the Northern Hemisphere, January and February, cold and dark and depressing. So get them stuff to get through the next couple of months. So that's why, you know, chocolate is good. Fluffy clothes are good. Alcohol. If you're old enough to drink it, yes. And actually like it. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> nice, fancy hot chocolate. That's a good one. Yeah. Slightly more suitable. <laughs> yeah. I think you could probably combine that advice with stuff that's good for sensory needing people for a nice weighted blanket yeah i like a really soft fluffy thing so if you go in for you know sensory i think really soft is always good yeah soft and cuddly yeah one of those like big kind of hoodie type yeah things. you can't go wrong with a big soft hoodie or mm. something like that yeah big, big oversized hoodie so that you don't have to worry about sizing requirements yeah and they can just get into it and exist inside yeah, it. Pretty much. Completely. <laughs> the dream. Just something to exist in. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Something comfy that's not like constricting. And you can also, with certain things, you know, theme it around something that they they like, they're yeah. into. Otherwise, just general tips. If you're getting someone some like artwork or a poster or something, provide a frame. Yes. And ideally a way to hang it up. Because no one likes getting an obligation. As oh a yeah, we've said about this before that it don't don't get somebody something that is kind of incomplete. Like if they need something Unless else it's a for jigsaw. it. <laughs> yes. 
else. <laughs> if they need something else for it, either provide that as well. Yeah, like batteries. Or, yeah, or just don't get the thing. Because yeah. <laughs> it's it... really annoying when you get a thing and then you open it and it's like, oh, you need this and this and this. And you're like, oh, good. Now I've got to go and spend my money mm-hmm. to get this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of obligations, do not buy books for people <laughs> unless they, they're like actively interested in, or it's like a rare book or it's particularly interesting you know or like a fancy version of a book they already have like a nice like big lord of the rings <laughs> one for example <laughs> don't or just buy book. like a celebrity's autobiography because no. that will not get read no you don't give someone homework as a present yeah i don't like reading myself so any book unless it's like coloring book or baking recipes is probably not gonna unless you get something out of it yeah like i like i like picture books and (laughs) i'll have a kid's book but not an adult's wordy book no (laughs) we've glazed over this a bit already but my biggest point that you you've taught me actually is something useful like it can be useful and you agree do you want something useful? <laughs> Do you want a useful Christmas present? Yeah! It wants a useful present! <laughs> What's <something> useful? <laughs> so as endorsed by the girls, useful Christmas yeah. presents. Guinea pigs really like utility, as it turns out. Yeah. Well, they're very clever, sensible creatures. They're they're famously sensible. (laughs) Famously sensible. (laughs) But anyway, get people something they can use. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it can be kind of like a novelty-themed thing, but, like, actually, like, appliances are good or, like, you know, replacing things that have been damaged or I like nice kind of scented candles. And... Yeah, but the thing is, like, I think it's a similar thing with candles and perfumes and stuff. They're they're all very personal, right? Yeah. And if that's someone true. gets you something smelly that you don't like the smell of, you're not going to use it. Yeah, maybe that's one. And to especially avoid. with our like, some of us have particularly sensitive noses. Yeah, I think the best way to figure it out is maybe just pay attention or like ask people, and if they if they need something. Or if they want something like a tool, or you know, that's that's usually a good way to go. Or some something to make their lives easier. Yeah, even if they didn't know they wanted it. <laughs> I think it's a good opportunity to move on to like autism and ADHD specific gifts. Oh yeah. <laughs> to which we can just kind of rattle off noise cancelling headphones, earplugs. Yep. I'd say any like like sensory kind of squishy toys. Mm. Tend, tend to be quite the uh, fidgety things. Uh, a nice like, weighted blanket because it yeah. helps for kind of stress and anxiety. Just the idea of something heavy on you. That's why having like a cat sit on you is surprisingly like yeah. calming. It's or the exact pigs. same thing. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Pajamas. Yeah, pajamas. Loose, fluffy pajamas. Yeah. Similar reason. <laughs> Weirdly, I think snacks. Oh, you know what? That's exactly what I was just thinking. Yeah. I was going to say, like, comfort foods and things that they like. 
Yeah. I love it when people buy me chocolate. And big crisps. And big crisps, like yeah. A couple of years ago, I got you a couple of packets, those like those Massive big, crisps. big packets yeah. with those. Because I love stuff like that, yeah. but I don't buy it for myself because it's either expensive or naughty. <laughs> and so when people get them for me, I'm like, I'm allowed. Yeah, I've got a picture of you in the onesie I got you, <laughs> just eating directly from that enormous bag of crisps. Bringing it back before we move on to events, we mentioned that surprises aren't necessarily the best thing for, uh, I think, autistic folk especially. Mm. So if it's anything particularly big, I mean, we don't know how to react at the best of times, but if it's something big or important, say, like, I don't know, you've got them a car or, like, you're going on holiday or something. Just like a blanket. Like, <laughs> don't expect us to react immediately. It'll take a while to process it. Yeah. And there's there's all sorts of thoughts that we have, not necessarily in order which is particularly helpful, which will be, you know, you go, what? it's like, we're going on holiday, and you go, what do I have then? I might have something on. Yeah, like anxiety first. <laughs> yeah, anxiety first, then excitement. And don't pressure yourself, I suppose, to react either uh, when you're getting presents there, 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 I, I, I'm anticipating the autism subreddit is going to be a wash <laughs> around Christmas with people going like, you know, people are upset with me because I didn't react. Yeah. To this, or how am I meant to react to presents? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to react to presents. I just go, I open it and go, ah, next cool. one. <laughs> just like I like it, but also my brain goes, no, no, I don't know. Yeah, a thing. It's it good. It's okay, a, it's, it's a thing. Can I eat it? It's no. good thing, but that is all I can process right now. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, more or less. I think our present giving guide, but we'll take this opportunity to move on and have a look at some of the events which are coming up in the next week, which are geared towards us neurodivergent lot. Coming up in two days time, as this goes out on the 5th of December, if you're in the black country area. Hey, whereabouts? In, oh, Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton! Yeah. So between 1 and 4 in Wolverhampton, there is the Christmas Craft Wellbeing Event for Autistic Adults, which is run by Autism West Midlands. But you do need to have a black country postcode to attend and have a diagnosis of autism or being in the process of getting diagnosed. Well, you're in the process of getting diagnosed. Uh, no, as we mentioned, it's just the... I don't have my black country postcode no. anymore. <laughs> I mean, you, you could lie. Yeah, I could lie. Black country. But also, we'd have to go down to the black country, and as we've <laughs> already established, that's something we're not willing to do. No, you'd probably want to avoid that. I want to get out again as well. <laughs> Going to Wolverhampton, I can't promise you will. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for that one, go to autismwestmidlands.org.uk for more information. Then on Thursday, the 7th of December, in Didsbury, which is a bit closer to us than the black country, yeah. is... See, when I, when I first saw this, I was quite... I was a bit concerned. But after actually reading the description, it seems a lot better. Uh, so on the Thursday, it's the 7th, between 7 and 11 in the evening, it's NeuroSpicy, an <laughs> ADHD and neurodivergent party, which, as you can imagine, made me go... Oh no. <laughs> oh no. It's one of those things where they try and 
go, look at how awesome everyone is and it's too busy and too noisy. Yeah. And not built for us in the slightest. Most people there are like, oh, everyone's a bit autistic. Yeah. I'm just a bit autistic. But this is happening at One Up, which is on Wilmslow Road in Didsbury. And it says, it's a brand new event to celebrate neurodiversity and to create a safe and inclusive space for people with ADHD and other neurodivergent conditions to have fun, socialise and connect with other ADHDers from the local area. So it says, attendees are encouraged to wear comfortable clothing and bring their dancing shoes. We offer a fun-filled evening with tons of music, gaming and socialising. So there's gaming there. That's the important thing. Is it? Because uh, One Up is a gaming bar. I like a gaming bar. So it's got uh, so it's consoles, arcades, pinball, board games, D&D, Pokemon cards, all sorts. Sounds good to me. So if it's a specific evening for us lot, then I don't think it's going to be too loud. No. So I think that could be a good evening. It does so, sound like fun. Yeah, it does sound like be... a bit of a fun one. So bring your earplugs just in case. Yes. And then the last event we've got for you today, obviously, you know, there are other events going on. In the UK, these are just our favourites. So on Sunday the 10th of December, this is run by the National Autistic Society East Renfrewshire branch. I can't say that. But... <laughs> East what? Renfrewshire. <laughs> Hang on, Renfrewshire. Renfrewshire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't just having East a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, by, it's quite near to Glasgow, which uh, that's why. provides all the information. You yeah. <laughs> Uh, but this is in the morning, yeah, in between uh, 10.30 and 12, again on Sunday the 10th, it's Breakfast with Santa, Whoop. autism friendly. Autism friendly. This is, we're hosting an autistic friendly Breakfast with Santa event. The event will feature breakfast, entertainment, Santa visit and gift. Nice. Don't know what the gift is, but uh, tickets, it says from £6.13, uh, yeah, so that's for a child and an adult. Oh, the adults are now sold out, so... Just just children. Uh, I guess. Can go. <laughs> yeah. But I imagine children can't go without an adult, so... Does that mean that it's been booked out by loads of autistic adults? I've got to assume go so. Yeah, you go for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah do it. Why not? <laughs> go get that free gift. Yeah. Well, um, it's not really Go get free. that paid lunch. Go get that gift. Paid, bre- paid breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, well, it says um, for adults, the menu is a Scottish breakfast. Which oh God. is there haggis involved? It, it says nothing more than that. Mm. So we can only speculate on what can it, what it can possibly mean. But I am assuming it's basically a full English breakfast, but the entirety of it has been deep fried. <laughs> yeah, and also haggis. There's <laughs> also haggis deep there. Deep fried haggis. <laughs> Can you do Scottish accent? Yeah. Can you say like the 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 Monty Python sketch, but do it as deep fried haggis? You know the spam, spam, spam. Uh, okay, so so we got haggis, 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 deep fried haggis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but ha- I don't have any haggis left. <laughs> so it's just what. Batter. Deep fried. Just deep fried. It just got batter. Just a deep fried Also, the plate. fry is not working, so you got to just drink it. Oh, God. Ew. With some iron brew. Yeah. <laughs> got to slop down that batter with some iron brew. <laughs> Absolutely delicious. It's a classic Scottish breakfast. <laughs> That's a really good Scottish accent. <laughs> haggis. 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 
Haggis. Brick, brick, can't do it. Haggis. Okay. But there we have it. So that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the autistic experience. What? Just carry on. Only if I can do an accent as well. I think she's about to shout the word Aer Lingus. Well, if you're a bit Scottish and I'm a bit Irish and you're doing Scottish, then it's only fair. Well, that's, that's the end of the show. Thanks so much for listening in. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, then feel free to leave us a nice rating and review on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on. And go follow us on Instagram at The Autistic Experience. New episodes come out next Sunday at midday Edinburgh time. <laughs> and of course, in the meantime, you can go and follow us on Instagram. But in the meantime, you go get that free haggis. Where have you gone? Where have you know. gone? Is I don't that know. a bit northern? I don't know where that was. You go get that free haggis. <laughs> you go you go get that free haggis, Governor. <laughs> oh, I went to go get mine up a chimney, I did. <laughs> I don't do haggis, I don't. But I'm going in, to get myself a Guinness. <laughs> in the meantime, you go get that batter. <laughs> you go get that free batter breakfast. I'm going to have a potato and a Guinness for my breakfast. (laughs) 